Hey guys, it's Alexis. I'm back at you talking to all my little bugs and my dolls about the Gaily Dose. Gaily Dose came into my world about a year ago. I honestly didn't know anything about it, but what I love about it and these creators is that it's normalizing conversations. Many of us as adults are where we are and we have the things going on in our mental health because we didn't have particular types of conversations in our childhoods or even in our earlier adulthood. Gaily Dose is normalizing those conversations and I love them for it. They take any type of risque, taboo, cliche, loving or unloving topic and they bring it to the table, they normalize it and they address it head on, bull by the horns. I love them and I love the Gaily Dose. You should check it out. Hey doll, it's the Gaily Dose, a group of gay men who have fun, elevated conversation to build a deeper sense of community in our gay world. Check us out at thegaylydose.com or at the Gaily Dose Pod on all social media. Girl, you better come get your Gaily Dose. Welcome to the Gaily Dose. This is Helmut Lucero de Mogalski. Hi, this is Daniel Martini. And my name is Jake Jones. Dolls, please follow us, like, and subscribe. If you like the content that you see thus far, comment, like, leave us a message. It will help us out tremendously. And as always, Dolls, this episode, as far as every episode this season, is sponsored by AHF. AHF is where you can get all your gay healthcare needs addressed, regardless of your ability to pay. Visit them at ahf.org. That is right. In fact, this is actually a dose of AHF. I'm so excited, guys. It's about damn time. Right? About mm -hmm. damn yes. time. They've been, supporting, they've been supporting us. Yes, we've got, um, we've got our <laughs> very lovable Miss Alexis, who is going to be joining us. She actually was on season one. She's so fierce. Yes. She's and we have three of her patients that are joining us. They're going to share their story with you and hopefully encourage also you. Also fierce. Yes. Agreed. So I was going to ask you boys real quick before we dive into the episode, what's up with life? I'm Let's so glad you asked me No, first. yeah. Clear the room. <laughs> okay. Daniel's got so a listen, can I get a cannon? Um, so I just sold my place. Okay. I just bought a new place. Yes. Um, Wait, wait, that's huge. That's a lot of work. I just saw my place. I just bought a new place. I just moved. I got the contractors in there today. Wow. I had five closings this week. I've got one more tomorrow. And, you know, just no. a little back Next injury. Club. That's back injury. Yeah, a, a, little, a little back injury. Next. Oh my God, what else happened? But wait, hold on, hold up. So I want you to also know this is an example of stress. Stress, 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 but still working stress, stress, through stress. it, owning Thriving. it. And that is also going to be another uh, topic that yes. I will dive into and how to differentiate between stress, anxiety, and depression. So I'm super excited to let you guys know my journey on how I have dealt with a condensed amount of shit. Sure. <laughs> and and how to deal with it and how to not deal with it. Yeah. So that will be uh, some tips and tricks and not that I'm an expert by any means, but 15 help self-help books later and 14,000 podcasts. I've got some, I've He's got, still saying. I got some He's things still, still to saying. share. He's still saying. And how about you, Jakey? Oh, I'm still in my uh, hot girl summer unemployment stage. Yes. And it's, it's a thriving <laughs> era for me. I'm like vibing so much. I'm at the point, and this is kind of hard. Girl, you can't vibe too hard. I <laughs> am enjoying the time off a little too much. So you know what that means? I got to kick my own ass, wake up a little extra early and get myself a job. Yeah. What time do you wake up? 
I wake up at 8 a.m. today. Oh. Usually maybe a little closer to 10. Well, yeah. Granted, he had court today, so bravo. <laughs> Not guilty. Fraudulent. Hey, Fraudulent I'm, pr I'm proud of you for working hard, though, and creating a basket that you could kind of Thank take you. some time before your next job um, and just work that through. And so we That's wish exactly you the happened. best of luck. Thank Dolls, you. we're so excited. We're going to jump right in. Oh, girl, turn that down. Queer and Events is on. Dolls, welcome back to Queer and Events, the fast-paced news segment that you love. Today's is a little bit different, but what is the same is that it's always sponsored by Joining Hearts. Joining Hearts is committed to making a tremendous difference in the city of Atlanta. Join the family and the fight at joininghearts.org. Today, with our Queer and Events, we have, we have Alexis from AHF. Yes. And we are so excited to welcome her back onto this episode. We had her in last season and she is our representative from AHF and she is the reason why AHF is our sponsor each and every season so far. Let me chill. But yeah, I just wanted to welcome you back on. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. Yes. I appreciate it. You're yeah. so welcome. Representative sounds so adult. Does it? Yeah, Well, it it's does. legit as can be. <laughs> we're, we're just all children playing at adults, Amen. right? Yeah. yeah. Amen. I tell myself all that time. Waving our yeah. rainbow flags. Yes. Yeah. And today's Queen Events are focused a little bit more towards AHF and what AHF can do for you. Today's first queer event is focused back on the first condom built for anal sex. This condom came just a few weeks ago. Yeah. We actually already covered this in a yeah. previous queer events, but this is so exciting because this is branding it specifically for the importance of anal sex, mm -hmm. which I'm sure you can speak to, mm -hmm. which is the higher likelihood of STI transmission yeah. during anal sex. Um, have you seen this come into AHF? already so yes and so you know we're making our moves on like making it available like in all of our clinics the bigger deal is that we've always used condoms for se for a sex whatever yeah. sex that we've had Anal, but it's so big um to identify it as being for anal sex and it has several different sizes which is really exciting in Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was looking like, in what way? I would in expect way? it to. Every way. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> well, I, um, it's interesting to me because on that one, we covered it. I kind of thought like, hey, this kind of just endorses again that you should use it. Mm -hmm. And though you can use others for it, it just kind of reinforces the need for the use of condoms, period. People so, yeah. kind of have forgotten that or seemingly have forgotten that with PrEP particularly in our community. Right. So without without the identity being there, without it actually being on the label, so it's easy to assume that I'm not going to use it for a thing, even though some people were using it for a thing. But by actually applying it to a label, the data shows that it is highly effective at preventing STI transmission with any type of sex, inclusive of anal sex. And that's huge. That is great. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I, um, before I bring up our next topic, so all these are things that we've covered on the show before, but that we wanted a clinician's experience mm -hmm. on. Um, I wanted to highlight another aspect of AHF, and that is that you all are a huge organization. Mm -hmm. 45 countries you all deliver yes. care, and you have a tremendous amount of money that they give back. So I, as a patient, if I go in, get my meds filled there, which, mm -hmm. by the way, I think you all mail for free. We do. Um, um, I can go in and I'm not only getting my care there, but I'm also supporting the people who um, can't get care yeah. um, through my dollars. I'm just curious, what's it like to work for them? What's it like to work for that organization? Uh, it's so phenomenal, like being a part of like a worldwide organization. Um, 
I've been a part of several like healthcare systems before, but this one is so different because even though it's so large, it makes it feel so intimate. Um, the care is so intentional, right? And so that's what's important in healthcare. And what you're talking about is our program. Like out of every dollar spent, ninety six cent goes directly back into HIV care and HIV research. Like yeah, that's incredible. phenomenal. Incredible. Like I've never worked for an organization that gave back so much directly into the sole cause of eradicating something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And I think the other piece of that is it's just not care for sexual health. It's really important that all of you homos and the rest of you dolls know that there's other things that are important and unique about our care, whether mm -hmm. that's getting an anal pap smear, whether Absolutely. it's um, yeah. checking in on your other other aspects to your all health. of the ends all of the holes all of the they ends all need to get they all out. need checks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, with that um one yeah. of the other um the other pieces of information that came out was a really interesting article around a patient who seemed to have mm -hmm. it's almost unbelievable mm -hmm. does no longer former hiv patient does not have hiv cured mm -hmm. what's that was it real like we read it we were like this is amazing so definitely real and so what was different what was different about this patient is that um, she was HIV positive and had been HIV positive for years. And then she received a cancer diagnosis. Oh and so through her cancer diagnosis, she was able to receive um, stem cells via umbilical cord blood, not to be, you know, overly grotesque, but that's literally, but that changes it because typically that was only done with people who identified similarly to their donors. Okay. So most donors were white males. So the people that had been previously able to benefit from stem cells and maybe possible cures were white males. This lady changed the game. She's not only a woman, but she's mixed race. So that expands everything and lets it know that a cure is not gender specific nor race specific, but it really can be worldwide. And that's phenomenal. Wow. So, yeah. So exciting. It's awesome. And that's it exactly is. what we needed to hear. Your knowledge on that was yeah. truly magnificent. I was like, oh my God. I'm Bill trying, Nye. To, trying to trying to give you a little bit <laughs> without Nye being too here. much. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And um our last topic is actually I'm so sorry. Oh, it's um the, the, the injectable. Yeah. Yes. 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 The so we, we've talked about this as well, but the now injectable um, prep, mm -hmm. which is going to act in maybe, what was it? I'm so sorry. Two to three times a year. Mm. I think it was every once quarter, every two months, but it's being tested. Tell mm -hmm. us about that one. So the active ingredient there is Cabotegra beer. And so you heard about that earlier, probably for HIV positive patients being in, in a conjunction treatment for being the first injectable uh, FDA approved HIV medication. Okay. But this is for PrEP. So it's taking a piece of that and applying it for PrEP. And so whereas HIV positive patients would have to take it once a month, PrEP patients would take it once a quarter. Okay. That changes things. It changes yes. a lot of things yeah. because compliance is probably one of the last and hardest things about the current care for yeah. HIV or protection against it. Yeah. And that's hard to do, particularly in, let's be honest, 
especially for those that are economically challenged where I have weird work hours. It's difficult for me to always know where my pills mm -hmm. are. Or there's just so many more challenges yeah. that come. So many nuances yeah. to taking a pill every day. And we don't think about doing something repetitively every day, how taxing that is, even mentally. Yeah. And so being able to literally set it and forget it is a big deal. Yeah. Are we, is that now out there for adults to experience or is that still in testing or where's no, that? Absolutely, no, absolutely. They're, they've both been FDA approved. Oh, wow. So it's okay. able to, depending on uh, your insurance, you know, that is the only determining factor for cost for you. There's a lot of centers such as AHF that are doing a lot of helpful programs to even help the underinsured have access to the okay. injectable medications. Amazing. Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. yeah. Thank we you, love AHF. It. We, we love appreciate it. you. It's a great thing and it's a good place to be a part of and just seeing history literally in the making. Yeah. yeah. Truly. Yeah. Thank you so much for all that knowledge. No, Seriously. Thank y'all. We know it took some time, but we got your human heart on. Hello, my friends. Today we're coming with you with the human heart on for the infamous and illustrious Billy. Porter. Billy Porter, yes. And I love Billy Porter. Yes, love me some Porter. So amazing. And so what we wanted to talk about is Billy Porter's amazing journey, but also commend his journey as well with his truth and coming out a second time as HIV positive. First time is being gay. Second time coming out is being HIV positive in 2017 yeah. yeah i mean he is such an amazing first of all like before that mm -hmm. you look at his a pittsburgh born yes. went to carnegie mellon studied drama and then was broadway literally created the role in kinky boots that i love like Absolutely. that i mean that in itself is already a whole career it's the it's the it's the bee's knees but he continues, mm -hmm. right? He continues to fight for that recognition and to become the Billy Porter that you and I both now know and love and the kids now know and love, but he's been fighting at this thing for quite some time. Yeah, because I think he was, um, when he came out, he had, it's not like he had like already landed Pose. I think he came out before oh, Pose, right? Yeah. So, and he had a period of time where he didn't have, so he's kind of like in his second career yeah, as went, his true authentic self. He went a double digit amount of years actually mm -hmm. without being in the scene, without actually having actual gigs, um, but he kept with it. Yeah. And what I just admire so much is by saying, hey, listen, yes, I am a black man, gay mm -hmm. man, and then say, hey, I'm positive. Mm -hmm. And then to land that role in Pose that we... I mean, I certainly fell in love with him again when he yeah. did that role and then he gets awarded for it and Absolutely. and he's still going strong. I mean, he has a lot to give still. And so he's so much more than a diagnosis, but I want to commend him for his journey, his journey through health, his journey through life, his journey through all of the things that we go through and still persevere and be the infamous, illustrious and loving and amazing powerhouse of Billy Porter. Yes, He's so good. he is. And I will say that, um, Billy, you are out there. You are representing for all of us. We love you. We're thankful for you. We see your journey. Um, we're lifting you up when you make strides, we make strides. And yeah. it's just wonderful to, to see you flourish. I also wanted to just tell you, thank you so much for what you do. But thank you for your visibility that you bring to the topic. So many topics are being gay, being black, also being HIV positive. 
Thank you for normalizing those conversations. Thank you for coming out with your story. Thank you for telling us that even late diagnoses, because he was diagnosed in his 30s, I believe. So he was diagnosed as HIV positive in his 30s. And he still has so much life left to live. He still even worst about being struggling with telling his mother. And he got to a point in his life where he just decided he had to do that. He absolutely had to come out to his mom and he just did it. And her words were amazing. She said, don't you ever hold on to that. Don't you ever hold on to something like that. You're my son and I love you. So many of us don't have that, but thank you for voicing how important that is. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your continuance. Keep pushing forward. We love you, Billy Porter. Have you heard of AHF? AHF is a global nonprofit that provides cutting-edge medicine and advocacy to people everywhere. Regardless of your socioeconomic standing, they provide services that help our communities, such as free STD testing. With your support, 96 cents of every dollar earned at their pharmacy goes towards helping HIV and AIDS medical services everywhere. If you want to find out more, go to ahf.org or hivcare.org today. A dose of AHF new diagnosis. Dolls, we are back. We are back with Alexis, as you know well by now, and we are also back with Ryan. Ryan is more of a recent finder of his diagnosis with HIV, and he decided to remain off camera, which is absolutely okay. But what I do want to ask you, Ryan, since it is a little more recent for you, is that initial narrative that you have of finding out how you found AHF specifically and what that journey was like for you. Um... See, I, I, I lived in Latonia, so I've always been at AHF, just the Regular testing? Yeah, regular testing. Look at you. And Snaps for regular testing. <laughs> so, um, one day I went to AHF and found out, you know, what it was. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I was devastated. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But, you know, they, 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 were, they, were, they were definitely dope when it come to, you know, making sure that I didn't feel like I was going to die. Yeah. Absolutely. Because <laughs> that was definitely the thought. Yeah. So, I'm glad AHF was there for you right at the beginning, at the finding of your diagnosis. Yeah. And really, what do you like to walk through with patients in the beginning when they first find out? What levels of security do you like to give them in that initial interaction? So first and foremost, I think it's just really important to let someone know that we hear you and we see you and you're still a person. It's going to be okay. We're here. You came to the right place. And then walk them through the steps of education on exactly what this means for you. And that could be a lot on your first day, but you need to know it because I will tell you the first day and we will continuously tell you each time that you come that you're important and you, your sexuality, your health is still important with or without a diagnosis. Absolutely. And the ongoing testing like you were already doing. Can I get a little personal with you? Let's get personal. Can I ask, why do you think at first it was such devastation? Uh, Let's see. At first it was just devastation because I never seen myself going down that path. Mm -hmm. That was never my my goal with this whole gay thing. Yeah. (laughs) It it wasn't. The whole gay thing. Yeah, this whole gay thing. Yeah, it's a lot. So, you know, that was never my path. And. I've always considered myself to be somebody who, you know, date and 
Like, I don't do the anonymous thing. I don't do the, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, messing around with a whole bunch of people. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Yeah. So, for, in a weird way, you probably felt safe, right? Yeah, I felt yeah. safe. I felt clear mm-hmm. all of that. So, for somebody that I was talking to to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. try me like that was just... Yeah, and leave yeah. you in the dark. Yeah, it yeah. did. Take away your choice, right? Definitely took away my choice. Right. Yeah. In the beginning stages, where do you kind of find out how you want to let people know? Like, do you let family members know? No. You know, not at all. <laughs> no. So, so are you in touch with your mom? Do you tell your mom? Me and my Is mom. Is that still a no? Uh, me and my mom don't really get along like that. Her. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I, 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 she don't know nothing about all of that, but... Um, people that should know, they know, and I've had some good friends to be there, you know, and <laughs> it's so funny. I was just having this conversation with my friend the other day, but yeah, we, I had, I had some good friends there with me. So that, that, that helped me out a lot and they shared a few things with me too. So I was just like, oh shit. Now, Alexis, do you kind of want to guide them into spaces where there is kind of a place where you do need to let someone know. And at what stage do you let that person know, right? Yeah, I absolutely do. So I try to do my best at walking you through what I probably know that you're already thinking. Mm. Oh shit, what's next, Mm. right? And so I actually don't even encourage that you disclose to everyone when your diagnosis is new. You're getting to know yourself in this Mm. new light, right? So you don't need separate voices crowding your space. Mm. What I tell and what I would tell a person that was diagnosed that first day or continuously. So the only person that you have to disclose to is someone that you're having sex with. That's it. That's it. That's all. Okay. And so past that, you set your own village. You disclose to people that will support you, that will encourage you, that will continue to encourage you into health. Because it's, a lot of times it's not the thing, it's our mentality about the thing. Mm-hmm. And so that's the, that's the biggest deal. Absolutely. Even when asking the question of devastation, I was like, stigma just influences so much of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to kind of know from you, after finding out, what big perspective or enlightenment has come upon you? Like, do you feel completely different knowing now? Versus in the first maybe two or three days. Yeah, I definitely feel different. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. Like um, when I first found out, I, I don't cry like that. So it was a nonstop mm-hmm. crying thing. And I'm just like, why do I keep crying? But <sighs> eventually crying turned into anger. And um, the doctor at AHF, she had passed away. And I met. Alexis. Alexis. And really, Alexis really made me feel at ease about it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. She she was, she answered all my questions. Trust me, I get a vibe from Alexis <laughs> like, already. Alexis like, is she's such a dope. You know? She's warm dope. energy. She's dope. Mm. I, me and my homeboy got the same exact doctor. Mm. And he always tells me how dope she is. And yeah. I'm like, yes, that's, that's my Absolutely. dog. Because she definitely yeah. helped me. <laughs> so I think it's really important. And... So many of us go through, oh shit, I did something wrong. I did a thing and it caused a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm to blame. Kind of like almost woe is me a little bit. And we kind of have to get past that. Because what I tell Ryan, what I've t- told all of my clients is that you literally did a thing that all adults do. 
So either we've all been in your exact seat or we could have been in your exact seat. You didn't do anything wrong. You just so happen to be here mm -hmm. and we're helped. We're here to help you like through that journey. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about. Like just accepting where you are. Yeah. And would you give any advice for somebody who has found out recently, maybe has just come upon that knowledge just as a peer, right? Because you can say a lot of affirming things. You mm -hmm. can bring a lot of security with knowledge and logistics and medication. But for you, somebody who's living it, do you have any advice? Um, definitely educate yourself mm -hmm. and find you somebody to talk to. Yeah. Definitely. Finally, having somebody to talk to and not dealing with it on your own is the best way to deal with it, I, I yeah. think. And honestly, that's why we're so lucky to have AHF. Yeah. And that's why we're so lucky to have somebody like you who's working with the public, letting people get tested regularly. This is so important. And I just want to thank you for being here and thank you for your experience and letting us dig in a little bit. Um, as always, you see the importance of AHF in our community and we are very fortunate to have them on the Gaily Dose. Yes. Alexis, thank you again. Ryan, thank you again. Dolls, visit ahf.org for any of your gay healthcare needs. A dose of AHF trans health. Hi guys, so it's Diane Crow here, and I have jumped in to interview for this second segment of Main Topic, where we have um, Alexis, who is with uh, AHF, and she's a nurse practitioner, but a lot of people call her Doc. I think it makes them feel very comfortable. And then we also have Devin. Now Devin has, I said that right, right? Okay, good, whew. So Devin has chosen to stay off camera, although you'll hear his voice, uh, but he wants to remain a little bit anonymous and all this thing, we totally respect that. So we're very happy about that. So thank you both very much for being on The Gaily Dose. Thank you no for having problem, us. No problem. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So uh, Devin, tell me a little bit about your, your story a little bit, would you? Uh, well, you want me to start it? Well, you know, kind of like your origin story a little bit, you know? Uh, I'm 35, trans male, I identify as trans male. Uh-huh. Uh, didn't know, it, didn't know it was a name at first, right? Mm. So I'm thinking the whole time I'm just a masculine, I, you cuss on him? Mm. Yeah. Masculine ass female right right yeah but you know uh i end up doing some time so when i got out i actually transitioned into a transitional center so yeah so once i was able to get the phones and you know i'm like i'm reading i'm like damn this what this what this is so i am this right mm. so it's like okay what can i do in order to outwardly show how I feel on the inside. Right. So, you know, I'm doing my research, research, research. Came up on AFS, A, A, I'm getting confused, tongue tied saying that, AHF clinic, right? Uh -huh. So I'm like, okay, they, you know, um, gender friendly, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I, I'd rather go to them. So, uh, did my call in, got me an appointment, and, you know, the rest been history. Okay. Well, yeah. thank you for sharing yeah. that with us. Yeah. Of course, you know, I'm trans. Of course. And of I've course. been trans for the last year. And dolls, I have to tell you, I just started hormone therapy yesterday. Congrats. Congrats. I know, right? Congrats. And look at what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Okay, that's not true. That's not true. These are Amazon breasts, okay? That's and, fine. And they work me just fine. They're yours, though. Amen. They're yours. They're yours. They're mine. I bought yeah, them, right? Correct. Right. Absolutely. So, Dr. Alexis, tell us, how do you handle patients that are doing this sort of transition? What What's the first steps in this? So, first of all, Asia is very gender-friendly. Whatever your complaint is, uh, via sexual health wise, we're gonna take care of it. Yeah. So someone like Devin or like yourself or whomever, if you come to me and express a desire, my first conversation is directly with you. How long have you been thinking about this? Let's talk about the dynamics. What are your pronouns? How have you been feeling? And a lot of it, a lot of us, you know, of course we know this, we come into the world how we are. Yes, indeed. It may just not be conducive to how we physically present. Mm -hmm. Whatever I can do to make you most comfortable in your humanity is exactly what I want to do. Amen, sister. I love that. Isn't that the way it ought to be? You know, I think we should all just be normal. Yeah. You know? Just be. Just be. Just exactly. Be. So regardless of who you are or how you present, you are all the same behind the eyes, right? You want to be loved and respected and well thought of right. regardless of how you present. Absolutely. And... You know, some of us are born with the wrong parts and pieces. Mm -hmm. And many of us don't know this, the wrong parts and pieces, until we get older and go, why doesn't this connect with this? Why doesn't this work? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and, and my then, job is to just so, help you. So you discovered that out of prison, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's yeah. your life like now that you've discovered this and had this monumental change? I mean, no. Uh, Pretty much just my appearance. I mean, as far as like, you know, uh, mindset, me, my livelihood, my day to day, it's still pretty much the same. You know what I mean? It's just to the point now where if you not respecting who I am, I don't need you around me. Just simple. Like with, with me personally, like the type of person I am, it's, it's no gray area. It's black and white with me. Right. So either we with this or we ain't, ain't no, oh, we gonna think about it. No, it's either you is or you ain't. If not, you go ahead and get the hell on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm good with that. I don't care if it's friend, girlfriend, associate, family member, whoever it may be. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm gonna protect my peace at all costs and I'm at peace with who I am. Yes. So if you disturbing that, you gotta go. Right. Yeah. So how has AHF been a Aid to this whole thing. Man, I've been with AHL, AHL for what? I've been, I've been, with, been a I've been with them for a minute now. Uh, five, like yeah, five like, years. Yeah, it's yeah. been a minute. So it's like when I go in there, like to my rapport as far as like I'm talking about even down to the reception it is. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, they go David, you know what I mean? Uh, to the pharmacy, like shout out to the pharmacy, like mm -hmm. then my people in there, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? They they call me like, hey. You got some up here, come get it. Wow, that's nice. Yeah. That's what it's all about. It doesn't happen yeah. to my pharmacy. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it, 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 the, the relationship, like, relationships are important. Yeah. It, they important in everything you do, especially when you transition. And, like, you don't never want to have a conversation with anybody. And you have to think about, damn, they getting you to side out or they say something to make you feel uncomfortable. Like, right. them folks giving that respect on the front end. Right. Yeah, so it's it's a damn good clinic. Oh, I, I, I ain't been nowhere else. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that's quite an endorsement. Yeah. Do you, yeah. 
Alexis, do you get a lot of that? So it's really important to me, it's really important to us as an organization uh -huh. to put people first. People before profit is one of our slogans. And so for me and myself and Atlanta-wide and our organization-wide, it kind of translates to family being first. If you treat others as you like to be treated, a lot of times everything else will come to you. Right. Your satisfaction scores, yeah. everything else that you need. Right. And so that's what's important. And it all starts with a conversation. Mm -hmm. Identifying, looking somebody in the eye, letting them know that they mean something to you. Well, I have a question for you. So, you know, the, the Gailey Dose, mm -hmm. you've been a sponsor of the Gailey Dose for some time now. Mm -hmm. And we've always said that um, AHS will help you with your gay health care needs, regardless of your ability to pay. How is that possible? So we have a lot of help. <laughs> we have a lot of help. Like Rome was not built in a day. And so we do have a lot of federal funding that mm -hmm. goes into helping us continue to be who we are. Right. And so a lot, of our, a lot of our federal funds go directly to specific patient needs in different sections of demographics. So for example, we have uh, a pocket that is directly for our PrEP patients, HIV negative patients seeking to have PrEP. Right. We have a certain pocket of money that is contributed directly to our trans patients. As you know, hormones can be expensive, whatever you take. And so we want to do our part to help you get what you need to have to be who you want to be. And we especially have a pot of money that goes directly into our HIV positive care mm. to help either keep those rates of positivity down, right. keep our patients undetectable, uh -huh making sure that no need that they have goes unanswered. Wow, I love that so much. I, I wanna thank you personally for, for coming onto the show and to, and to talk about this thing because all of these discussions make this more of a real and normal thing for everybody. No div. And you know, regardless of who you are or where you are in your journey, you should be totally okay with that. And being able to reach out to healthcare without the fear of embarrassment or, or you know, lashback or anything mm -hmm. is critical, I think, in this whole process. Mm -hmm. So to you both, thank you very, very much. Mm -hmm. And I, I really want to come see your clinic. I do. It oh, you like got to. You got to. Yeah. You got yeah. to, whether you go to the... Uh, any location. Piedmont. Mm -hmm. Wait, I'm a, I'm how many locations I'm, are there? Yeah, so it's, it's, in the, the greater Atlanta area, we have four. We have a location in Noonan. Oh my God. We have a location in Lithonia, Georgia. We have a location on Peachtree Street, uh -huh. right downtown. And we have a location on Piedmont Avenue downtown. In wow, Midtown. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. Wow, y'all are hot. Yeah, we serve <laughs> over almost 5,000 clients in the greater <gasps> Atlanta area. Really? Yeah. Probably, probably much more than that, but yeah, at least that. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Well, Dolls, I can't tell you how excited I am to have these two lovely spirits on our show and to help illustrate that there is care for you. There is a place where you can go without judgment and without fear. And if you have no money, there's a place you can go to get care because everyone is important, regardless if you own horses or if you're homeless. And we all need to be cared for and loved. And I can express, I think, for Dr. Alexis and myself that we love you and that we want you to feel that love and know that there's care out there for you. Thanks, dolls. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
A dose of AHF, living with HIV. Hi dolls, we are talking about a very sensitive topic today. Not even sensitive, just taboo in the gay community. We're talking about HIV and we're talking about living with HIV and we're going to cover the stigma of HIV. Um, we have Alexis here and we have another doll who would like to remain off camera and I had a couple of questions written down but you know what for this topic we're gonna go off script. Um, Alexa please introduce yourself to the dolls and let them know what you're about. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hello. So I'm Alexis Mitchell. So I am the managing provider of AHF, um, one of our locations in the Lothonia, uh, one of our locations in Lothonia, Georgia here. Um, and so we give all gay and straight sexual health care. Um, a lot of our patients are HIV positive. A lot of our patients are HIV negative. Um, and we do trans care as well. And we're here to talk about that today. Thank you so much, Alexis, for being here. It means so much to the both of you. So with your experience going straight to you, when did you find out that you were HIV positive? Uh, the beginning of 2003. The beginning of 2003. Mm -hmm. So I failed calculus twice. So that would be 20 19, years? 19, 19 years. years. Ago. 19 yeah. years. Mm -hmm. And then so in 2003, and to where we have gone to now as far as medicines that are available, why do you think that the stigma hasn't changed, but the medication? Has. And I know we're jumping right into it, but like, why do you think that the stigma is still there, but the medication has advanced tenfold in the last 19 years? I just think it has to do with stereotypes and fear. I think people are still afraid. People who don't live with HIV probably think that it's still a death sentence of some mm -hmm. sorts. So I just think it has to do with fear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then is there any way that we could maybe break that knowing that there are medications on the market that will have you a sustainable and successful life? Because studies say, and, and you're the doctor, I mean, if you are HIV positive and you are on medication, mm -hmm. you almost live longer because you are constantly checking in with your doctor, you're having your blood levels tested. Like how does... How does, how does one overcome the stigma and how did you overcome? Well, actually, let me just go to you and just say, how, do, how does one overcome that? So it's kind of difficult to say in one answer because everybody is different. Right. But in general, I think reframing our diagnoses, and that's any chronic illness that we have, mm -hmm. um, there's a stigma attached to HIV because of what it has to do with and it has a lot to do with sexuality like the 70s and absolutely. the 80s and absolutely. how it was just it's it's a gay disease you're absolutely. Ronald Reagan it's a gay disease it's a gay disease. It's gay disease it was it was it was tramp stamped that right. <laughs> at that time uh -huh. and so it kind of has just uh put a nightmare and a shadow and a negative shadow over something that a lot of people deal with right yeah 
So when you first got diagnosed in 2003, what was your immediate reaction? I was immediately devastated. Um, initially, I was very devastated. But I mean, to be honest, after about maybe two to three weeks, I decided that it wasn't going to consume me. I was just going to ask you, how long was the devastation? Like, it, literally, and I, I, I was thinking about this earlier uh, when, I, when I got here, like how long did that last? And, and I remember it lasting about, about two to three weeks. I decided that it wasn't going to consume me and I wasn't going to think about it every day. And to this day, it is something that I don't think about every day. What was that like kind of aha moment that you had that was like, I'm not going to let this control me. I'm going to control it. Well, I decided that because I'm really close to my family. I'm really close to my parents mm -hmm. and it's especially my father. Uh, he, 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 he takes on, people's problems and things and he he will let those things affect him and I decided that I wasn't going to do that to him mm -hmm. so it was just something that I had to let go immediately right. I, I could not live like that for, for me also I just I just I couldn't do it because that must be a heavy cross to bear it would have been when it's so like daunting and that's why I decided that I couldn't live like that so for my own personal friends that are HIV positive, their first initial thought is, who's going to love me? Mm -hmm. Like, how will sex go? Do you say it on the front end? Like, how did that, if you're comfortable, like, how did that work for you? Uh, that was something that was a challenge because... I am a very private person. Right. I, I, I love my alone time. I like to be alone. I, I never have the feeling of being lonely. But uh, when I do decide to engage with someone, whether it's sexually or, or, or long term, I have to make a decision if, if I am going to disclose this part of my life. Um, and for a long time, I did not date because of it. Mm -hmm. um, I was why so? Because I just I, I I just felt like I wasn't prepared to disclose this part of my life, and when I finally did decide to date and to engage in a long term relationship, I had to be brave and decide to disclose. And with the two people that I've dated in the last oh gosh ten years, I did disclose, and it worked out fine. And neither one of them was positive. Mm -hmm. uh, they weren't negative. Um, I still speak to them, actually, to this day. One so, of them was getting on my nerves today. So what would you say to people that are HIV positive and that do want to still engage in anonymous sex and don't want their business out? Because I think once you hit that, you're, this is not your partner, this is just someone that you're hooking up with, how does one have that fulfillment of the sexual desire, but still be responsible for themselves and for others? And what would your, what would your, um, what would your, um, oh my God, encouragement, opinions, what would your advice be to the people that are, I want to have sex with this guy, but I'm not sure if 
this is relationship material. How does one overcome that? And is there a simple answer? You know, because I don't think there is. I think mm-hmm. I, it, it that that is an individual question. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you have to be you, you have to be okay with you mentally first. Uh-huh. You 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 really have to decide if you are going to be strong enough mentally to deal with that because when when you're dealing with people sexually and they don't know about your status you have to be in a space where you're going to be okay with that because there comes a level of guilt mm-hmm. you 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 can feel guilty and guilt can really destroy you so you ha- you have to be in a space where you can live with that can can you live with having anonymous sex with people knowing that you're positive and not knowing if they are or if they aren't, you, you, you have to be in a, a really strong mental space to deal with that. And a lot of people aren't. So before I come back to you, what would you say to the people that are struggling, that are HIV positive and are scared, that they meet somebody that they like, that they show interest in, that they could kind of see a relationship with, but they don't want to necessarily drop that um truth on them you know like how does one because i know it's a very sensitive Mm. subject you know i mean that's something that you have got to be one hundo with you know and then it's like how do you how do you maintain privacy and be verbal at the same time because i think that's the game that is perpetuating Mm. all of this how do you maintain privacy Mm -hmm with loving and not you know mm-hmm. just like why don't you love me well it's it's different it's difficult how does one do that you have to know who you're dealing with you 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 have to get to know people and you, and you have to get deep with people before you decide to disclose that people can be nasty and mean and you have you have to be brave and you have to know who you're dealing with you cannot go into these situations with people who you don't know. You, you, you need to ask tough questions and you need to know who you're dealing with. I am a very nosy person. I like to know who I'm dealing with before. I mean, and I don't I, believe it. And I don't, I, I don't date much just because I don't really like it. And like I said, I like to be alone. I, I don't get those feelings of loneliness. But when I do decide, I need to know who I'm dealing with. I need to... I need to be in that person's mind. I need to know how they treat their family. I need to know how they treat their friends before I engage in something that deep with them. Right. And then Alexis, I mean, I know that you've kind of picked up on this conversation. I mean, how many times have you heard this? How can I maintain mm-hmm. my own sense of self mm-hmm. and give love to someone that loves me, mm-hmm. but the sexual connection it is kind of we're gonna have to work through have a little bit a, a, a serious talk yeah without them running away from the stigma because mm-hmm. it's it's 2022 y'all right catch up yeah dolls out there that we have the means so I let's gotcha. just i know that you have patients that walk in and out of your door saying the exact same thing yes. what advice or direction do you give them? Would you give them? Mm-hmm. 
So I, I do. I have this conversation repetitively, but I never get tired of having this conversation because it's so important. So what someone was saying earlier is, is you do have to know the partners that you're dealing with. So even, even if we're engaging in anonymous sex, what I always say is that so many, there's so many ways to have and become HIV positive, but the majority, there's so many people who became HIV positive because their choice was taken away during a sexual exchange. Someone did not award them the ability to make the choice to still choose them. I always say have confidence in yourself enough to understand that someone will still choose you even if you're positive. And the big caveat here is that undetectable does equal untransmittable, okay? So if you yourself are, you're going to your doctor's appointments, you're taking your medication every day, around the same time each day, I don't mean a military clock, but within the same two hour window each day, it's likely that you're undetectable. Dolls, did you hear that? It's Can you big. say it one time for the It's big, the it's big. If you are taking your medications every day, doing what you're supposed to do every single day, within the same time window every single day, it's likely that you are still undetectable. If you're going to your doctor's appointments as scheduled every three to six months and you're verifying your undetectable status, you are virtually untransmittable for HIV. So that's big, that's huge. So start there mm -hmm. and know that you're healthy okay. and know that. And so having that conversation from the stance of health, mm -hmm. I think helps you. It's right. still a big conversation, don't get me wrong. It's huge. It's huge. Because the stigma, why do you think that the stigma is still there? Why have we gotten so far into this and then the stigma is still there? And then I'll, I'll leave you guys with that question. Well, I think with anything. And what can we do to overcome it? Yeah, well, I think with anything, we have to remember that we're people first. The stigma's still there because we are dehumanizing mm -hmm. the diagnosis of HIV. Right. We're putting the diagnosis before the person, and that's mm -hmm. never the right thing to do. It's always the person living with HIV. These are not HIV people. That's first, okay? So we're still able to apply a stigma because when I take a person out of it, I don't have to associate emotions with that thing. Mm -hmm. If it's just a thing that I can kick around, yeah. then I can talk badly about it, right? Mm -hmm. But if it's a person that I love, yeah. it's a little bit harder. So we have to rehumanize what it is to be HIV positive, to be cancer positive, to be any chronic illness positive Absolutely. and understand yeah. that we're still lovable at the end of the day. Yeah, and then any, any uh, advice to the new people that are coming into the game that are struggling with the same thing? Educate yourself. You know, talk, talk to your doctor, talk to your healthcare provider and find out what works best for you. It, it, this is not a death sentence. If you, if, if you do what you're supposed to do and you go to the doctor and you take care of yourself, you'll be fine. It, yeah. I mean, it's just that simple. You just, you, you just have to take care of yourself. You can't drop the ball. It, it, this, me saying that I don't think about it doesn't mean I don't take care of myself. Mm -hmm. It's just not something that I let consume me, okay. but I still do what I need to do to take care of myself. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for being here. This has thank been a really so amazing conversation. Ringling dingling, I think someone called for Dr. Dose. Hey dolls, so this is Dr. Dose. Remember, Dr. Dose is brought to you by Atlanta Pride. They're so much more than a parade. They are committed to sexual and gender diverse programming and social progress 
Find out more about them at atlantapride.org. So for Dr. Dose today, we're going to ask Mr. Mr. Daniel doctor. to suddenly become Dr. Daniel. Yes, Dr. Martini. Mom and Dad, Stan Carol, finally you'll be proud of me. I've done it. Despite Roll the fact it. we've got Dr. Alexis here. <laughs> oh, yes. And then, yes. And then we have the, the first actual time we actually have Dr. here in case shit gets weird. You so know, yeah. I'm going to play pretend and then she's going to be uh, the best supporting actress. actress. And she made uh, She'll get drop kick me into main character really quickly. So let's roll yeah. the yes. Let's roll the um, sound and then we'll we'll go from there. Hey guys, this is Landon from Atlanta. First time caller, long time listener. Just want to say I'm a huge fan. I'm also a huge fan of anonymous sex. Let's just say Craigslist Casual Encounters got shut down because of me. I really want to be safe out there, but you know how it is. Any tips other than wear a condom? Thanks. Landon, thank you so much for your question. So I'm going to summarize it for the dolls that are on the round table today. You would like to have anonymous sex, but not catch the goodies that come along with it. So we're going to try to break that down <laughs> one by one. So Landon wants to have anonymous sex, but be careful and a safe approach about it. Mm -hmm. And I think no one better to talk about anonymous sex with than Helmet. So I'm going to let you pick it up from here. All right. Oh, wow. Uh, it's kind of funny, actually, because I will say this. I used to think that um, anonymous sex was, like, super shameful. And I, when we did Dose of Fetishes, mm -hmm. I kind of came in being, like, no anonymous sex. It's terrible. Like, very negative energy towards define it. define anonymous sex for the dolls? Well, to me, anonymous sex is having sex with someone that you you get off on the idea of not knowing them. Like it's your fetish is, I don't know you, that's what's hot. Um, like grinder. No, I think that there's, you can have, oh. you can have hookup sex where uh -huh. you're like, hey, your name's Jake. I'm Helmut. I get to know you. I know your status. We talk about what you like in bed. You, so not anonymous. That to me is you they are a stranger but you've cleared them whereas anonymous sex to me is literally you don't know shit about them people yeah. like that they're turned on by mm -hmm. some guy just came in my room and like blew a load in me so are we see, uh, I see what is this tsa huh <laughs> glory holes maybe i guess literally. i mean i've never been into anonymous sex but oh God, people okay. like just being with total strangers mm -hmm. and like it's so a just, for yeah sure. alexis mentioned something that she was very fond of glory holes please tell the Indeed. dolls about your experience Indeed. with that um, so personally, <laughs> I love them, but there is a way to do them safely. And that's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> but I will say I, I, so I felt like this really like negative stigma towards it, but on dose of fetishes, I think mm -hmm. I learned that like from a mental health perspective, it's really important to not put anyone in a circle of shame mm -hmm. to take any one of these sexual kind of things that get people excited, if you put shame around it, you're going to hurt the person. So the first thing I learned about anonymous sex is to embrace that that's what they enjoy and then to kind of move to, okay, how do you do that safely? Absolutely. So you have to well, that's the question. So how do you do it you, safely? Like mentally, just, well, the first you, part of it you didn't is even answer the question. You just, re, you just re-asked it. So the first part is mentally. Me well, you asked me what anonymous sex was. So I was answering your question. Okay, mentally, I think that that's the first part is just, mm -hmm. I appreciate Landon that you talked about something that has a lot of stigma around it mm -hmm. and you should feel safe that like, no matter what, you're going to be loved, whatever your fetish is. 
Um, you that's know, just super. You don't know. I, He's I, into I, anonymous sex, right? I'm going to love you. Somebody will. Somebody will, will love well. you. So yes, how, exactly. How do we make it safe? How do we make it safe? There you go. Yes. What are you thinking? So, I mean, the biggest point is um, what using protection, number one. Are you mentally safe? Are you are you consenting? That's number one. Consent is important. It's okay. Gonna be, it's gonna be a hard no. What's the next question? Ah, well, you have to have it because then it's illegal. Uh, I'm hoping there's like a top five questions. Ah. Okay, so let's go down the list. Okay, mentally mm -hmm. prepared. No. Mentally prepared. What's the second one? So then let's physically protect ourselves. Let's mm -hmm. use condoms. A what? You know, just, <laughs> a rubber. A, a one of these. Yes, devices. yes, 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 yes. Of course. Of if course. in fact you did not use a condom, right? Let's have a good relationship with either a uh, medical physician or healthcare provider. Uh, AHF would love to help you with these things and get routine STD testing. Because the bigger deal is, like you said, not to yak our young. And yeah, sex work is work. Mm -hmm. So regardless on if you're engaging in anonymous sex for work or you're engaging in anonymous sex for pleasure, there's a way to do it safely, but it all revolves around knowing your status from A to Z. Mm -hmm. Okay, so before I go to Mr. Jake Jones, I want to ask you, mm -hmm. if you have anonymous <laughs> sex with someone that is HIV positive, mm -hmm. and then you find out, mm -hmm. what is the window that you have mm -hmm. to... Like, do these things. Uh-huh, yeah, because so I know, so like, is there like a 48-hour window? So it's actually 72 hours is the preferred window. Oh. You're in the clear. Yeah. But as long as you get to me within the first me. like month, like there's, there's number one, there's always things that can be done. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Preferably as soon as possible. You said something con, con them. Con, <laughs> oh, shut the hell up. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So Jake, let's go to you yeah, about anonymous I, I guess sex. you care about me so much. Hit me. What do you want me to say about anonymous sex? Mm -hmm. I think people have it, and I think it's beautiful that somebody as proactive as Landon wants to reach out and find the safest way because I am scared to say I do think there's a lot of people that would do this in a very unprotective way. Mm -hmm. But I am so happy that there's a place like AHF mm -hmm. to be there to teach us and educate us on how to do this safely because it is a fetish that people do want to explore. And why not do that safely mentally, safely physically? So you are a well-rounded yeah. individual who plays the field. I, I got to say one thought I just want to add before okay. Mr. Doctor gives us our final. Um, my thought is there's more straight. than HIV, right, to contract. And there's Absolutely. a lot of nasty shit out there that Absolutely. you may not be vaccinated against. And there's other stuff that, like, these things are evolving, right? Mm -hmm. So I do feel like, and you, you check me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but... I feel like if it's really a fetish that you have and you're able to know people that you know are healthy and maybe still experience that, but know but that they're healthy. It's anonymous right, sex. Right. You're talking about people that you know well. I know, and you but, know I know, you're but about I'm saying if you can stretch. It is time hold on, to give. I, come on. Okay, wait, hold, hold on. on. Hold on hold I'm hold saying on, hold on. if you can find that space where you can still get off with someone, maybe they're just randomly come over and t like text me and just do it, whatever. I'm just saying, if there are ways that you could do that, you could be that much more healthy. So, but how I, would they do that? So, I, literally I being in a blackout room, like you literally don't know who's touching you, but Thank everybody you. in here has had an STD test. Ooh, 
There's As an idea. a connoisseur of anonymous sex, mm -hmm. I will say this. Mm -hmm. Connoisseur. She's an expert. Who's this? Well, I used who can to tell be. us all. So who can tell us the tea? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I used to be. Love you. I used to be. Mm -hmm. I used to be. Um, but I will say this about that. Mm -hmm. If you are not ready for the responsibilities or the repercussions that might occur, the only answer, and you already know the answer because you called in and asked, mm -hmm. is do not do it, or if you are gonna do it, be protected. Mm -hmm. Period, point blank, the end. You can play around, you can go in a dark room, you can go here, you can go there. But remember, you are playing with fire. You are rolling the dice, and there is no, there, there is no, there is no pass for that experience in the moment. So my advice to you, Landon, is to be protected and jack off at home. Straight <laughs> up. Jack, jack off of somebody. Yeah. You ain't gotta do it in the booty, honey. Blow him, and if he's if he can't come, oh my god, then take an ambient, and that is my advice to you. Vitals. <laughs> so, am I gonna fact check this? Yes, fact check. <laughs> Will you fact check it for our dolls? Tell, tell them, tell them they're. So I actually agree oh, about like, the ambient. No, <laughs> ambient is amazing, by the way. Thank but you. what I will say is that. In the event, because we have to like normalize the space where these things are actually happening. So in that space, go to a healthcare provider, get tested regularly, know your status, know what's happening. But I do agree with the fact that whatever we do, we have to understand that we're accepting full responsibility for all of the re repercussions. That's anytime we have sex. Period. And don't be going like this when like something happens. Let's be Either. real, you know? I mean, honestly, don't. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Landon, you put yourself in there, you get yourself out there. All okay? things are possible. Amazing. All things are possible. Mm. And, and his name, amen. Amen. And thank you, dolls. Warm. This is another episode of Dr. Dose. Dr. Yes. Dose. Call, call us at 323-673-1474 if you want to leave your own message. Dolls everywhere unite. It's the call to Kiki. All right, dolls. So this week's call to Kiki is brought to you by Atlanta Pride. Atlanta Black Pride, actually. <laughs> Atlanta Black Pride is proud of you and your gay experience, but especially is proud of those of you who wear both black and gay. Learn all about them at atlantablackpride.org. Incredible. Thank you, Helmut. This is Jakey's very first call to Kiki, and I gotta say, let's get into the phone telephone. Ring, ring, ring. Ring, ring, ring. Dolls, as always, Call to Kiki is about connecting with your other dolls, and this one's very important. This is all about AHF this episode, and it is important to get with your dolls and figure out, are you guys getting in touch, testing, getting really knowledgeable on your current sexual health? Are you reaching out to clinics such as AHF, and are you being responsible with your other dolls? So I advise you, get with your dolls, start that line of communication, and let's not make this a taboo topic 
and let's start being one with accountability of each other. And that is today's call to Kiki. I love it. Yes. Oh my God. I want to thank you, Alexis, for being here so much. Yeah. You provided us with so much support in this episode. Yeah. And you even working at AHF is so special. Seriously. The Lord's work. They are lucky to have you. And we are so lucky to have AHF. And if it's not clear to you, Dolls, this organization has been fantastic in not only the physical health that they Mm -hmm. give and deliver, but by providing mental health to all of you dolls through our words and our message. So thank you so much. Thank you all so much for having me. Of course. Dolls, we love you so much. We remind you to love yourselves, love others, and don't forget to smile. Bye, Bye, dolls. Thanks for tuning in, doll. Email us at feedback at thegailydose.com your thoughts on this episode or DM us on any of our social media platforms at The Gaily Dose Pod. Remember, we'd love to hear from you on Dr. Dose, 323-673-1474. Thanks, loves. <laughs>